Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher. No matter your role on the IEP team, parents, teachers, and therapists, you are all welcome here. Together, we can tackle the tough topics in special education and find the solutions and strategies we all need to prepare children for further education, employment, and independent living. Today, we're going to talk about facts or feelings. How are you making IEP decisions? I'm sharing with you a conversation I had on Facebook with special needs parents and teachers about how to make better IEP decisions. Listen in until the end when parents started asking awesome questions about the IEP process and the next decisions that they have to make for their children. Remember to download your IEP checklist at iepchecklist.com to help you make your next decisions easier. And now let's get started. Here we are in October, and there's a lot of decisions that are being made when it comes to special education this time of year. Is the placement really working? Is the behavior plan working? Is the academic strategy working? Are things working? We're at this progress report time. There's um, different reports that are coming home, right? So at least you should be getting them. Are you getting them? Are you getting the progress reports, parents? All right, because I know teachers are making the progress reports. Parents, are you getting the progress reports when it comes to your child's IEP? Have you ever sat at an IEP meeting and heard the words, I really feel that, and then fill in the blank, I really feel that the child should have more speech therapy, less speech therapy, more inclusion time, less inclusion time, um, a different placement. Um, all these decisions that can be made are often started with the sentence of, um, I really feel that. And we think that that's a buffer for, you know, really kind of cushioning whatever this next step is. But I will tell you, if you are a teacher or a therapist or an admin, be real careful if you're going to use those words. Because parents, when you hear those words, to me, that's actually a red flag. And you may not mean that that way, staff, right? You may not mean it as a red flag. But it feels like a red flag because it feels like an opinion. And bottom line is this is a very emotional process for everybody that's involved, especially the parents. So when you start things like, I feel like, really, I want to say, show me the data, right? So we need to make sure that when we're making really important, well, any IEP decisions, but especially our really important uh, IEP decisions when it comes to placement and services and supports and staffing and all of these things that go together, we need to make sure that we're not basing this on a sentence that started with, I really feel that. See, we're not allowed to have feelings in special education. I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. We need to make decisions based on facts, not just how we feel. You know, I feel like my kids say, mom, 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 a hundred times a day. They probably don't. They probably say it 99 times a day. No. (laughs) So they probably say it a dozen times a day. My kids are older now right? But I feel like it's happening every five minutes when I'm at home, but really it's probably happening every 30 minutes. That's a big difference. It's how you feel and what's actually happening can be two very different things. So um, Amanda says, I have not received a progress report yet this year. Oh, 
Amanda, I need you to go jump into your child's IEP. I need you to look into the goal section. And in that goal section, there'll be an area that says how often um, progress reporting is going to happen. It also will say what type of data should be collected for that. Because I don't just want you to get a progress report. I want you to get a progress report that has data attached to it. So it's not just a box that says making progress, but it's an actual um, you know, document that goes with it that shows how your child's making progress and where they're not making progress because that's okay too. We can't work on something and make it better if we don't know exactly where we're at. So parents, don't be afraid if you see something where they're not making progress, just ask for the data and let's figure out what we can do to move forward with that. Let's see. Janet says, I moved two weeks ago um, to North Carolina from Louisiana. My 14-year-old has an IEP and my son has not started school. The school keeps telling me we're working on it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Janet, you, um, I would love to have you <laughs> inside of the special education inner circle. That is where I have a training for you um, on advocacy letters that are very proactive and collaborative yet to the point when it comes to getting things done. Because it sounds to me that there's not a real plan in place. If, if there was a plan in place to transition your child with all the services they need into school, you wouldn't be feeling so nervous. Even if it wasn't happening, you know, as fast as you wanted it to, um, you would feel more confident in that. So I'm actually going to um, put a comment here. Come on into special ed inner circle. Um, when you uh, go to specialedinnercircle.com, you will um, put in your email. I'm going to send you an email back to you and I'll have some links for you. So um, Janet, come in there and let's get some things done in writing so you can move your child's education forward. Neri says, I requested to observe my child, but I haven't heard from them. Okay. So Neri, how did you request? Did you leave a voicemail? Did you send a casual email? Did you send a specific letter that stated that you need to observe your child and list three to five bullet points on why you need to have this observation to be an equal member of your child's IEP team? Some of you guys just went, what? Yeah, you have to have a letter that says, if you're going to go observe your child and um, you're looking to do it for a specific reason, it is okay to lay it out on why you need to observe to ensure that your child um, has a full IEP team, which includes you. You, you have to have that. Um, Neri said on the pre-agenda. All right, so right here. So pre-agenda means that uh, what I teach inside the inner circle is how to send that parent input letter, that pre-agenda to really set the tone for the IEP meeting in a positive, collaborative, to the point way of getting things done because we don't want to have to come to the table more than we um, need to. So um, Neri, go ahead and do a follow-up and make sure that that pre-agenda went to everybody on the IEP team who's going to be sitting at the table and send your follow-up to all of those same people. It's um, Neri has an IEP meeting tomorrow, she says here. So um, high five and virtual hugs to you, Neri. You've got this. So all right, everyone, remember... We want to definitely be asking for the data when it comes to making decisions. Make sure that you're aware of when you hear that sentence, uh, we really feel that, that the next question you ask is, can you please show me the data that's leading you to that decision? Write that down. 
Can you please show me the data that is leading you to that decision? And then move forward and make sure that you have those progress reports, you have that data, and you're getting everything in writing. And um, teachers, you know, I, I used to be a special education teacher. All of these things that I'm putting out there is really a win-win for everyone because the more that's documented, the more we know things are moving in the right direction. It's not about throwing anybody under the bus. It's about getting things um you know, really collaborative. And that means having to, to document what's happening. And you know what? That's okay. Because you can't get the help that you need as a teacher if we're not documenting what's going right and maybe what needs some improvement. So advocacy letters, when written correctly, are actually advocating not just for the student, but advocating for the team to be able to fully do their job. Neri, I see you said um, you're making your voice heard. Thank you for your help. You're very, very welcome. And to um, everyone else, uh, cheers to a great Tuesday and I'll see you tomorrow.